Hi, I'm Stephanie Poole, founder and CEO of Birth Prep Academy. I'm on a mission to help pregnant moms prepare for their first birth. I'm sharing revealing conversations about what it really takes to successfully transition into motherhood. So join me here to discover things like what to expect in childbirth, how to prepare for your birth. We'll talk about breastfeeding and so much more. I am so grateful to share it all with you right here on Oh Baby, the podcast created for pregnant moms preparing for their first birth. Let's get started. So what is mom guilt? Is it even a thing? Do all mommies have it? Does it go away? It's all coming up in today's episode, so stay tuned. Hi, my name is Stephanie Poole. I am the founder of Birth Prep Academy, where we help pregnant women prepare for their first birth. I am so excited to be with you today. We are going to talk about the four things new moms should absolutely not feel guilty about. Okay, so what is mom's guilt? Since we're talking about how to combat mom guilt, I figured the best place to start is just simply by stating what mom guilt, and I use that in air quotes, what mom guilt is. The best way to understand it is to know that it's rooted in unrealistic expectations of yourself. And by unrealistic, I'm talking about unmanaged expectations, right? Misaligned expectations, things that makes it so that it's almost impossible to really uh, achieve or accomplish whatever the expected outcome is. As a mom, okay, of two, there's a lot of things that we carry on our shoulders, but mom guilt should definitely not be one of them. So when it comes to the following four things, I am of the opinion that you just should absolutely not carry this guilt around these particular topics. And I'll jump into why as we get into the list. So number one, the baby's weight gain is slower than hoped for. So what we know is that our baby's survival depends on us. And since we know that, we automatically start to worry when we hear that their weight has dropped. But it's important to understand that a healthy newborn is to lose anywhere from 7 to 10% of their birth weight. But no worries. If all goes well and everything is normal or goes as expected, then they will likely pick that weight back up in the next two weeks. What happens is they're born with extra fluid on them. You got to remember, they have lived for nine months in utero full of fluid. And of course, their skin and their body tends to absorb some of that fluid. And when they're born, that will eventually level out. And part of that leveling out is them losing a few ounces. Again, that's anywhere from 7 to 10% of their body weight. But then just give it a few weeks and you'll see your doctor is usually not concerned if everything else is going okay with the baby. They'll say it's normal, give it a few weeks, and the baby will likely pick that weight back up again with their regular feedings. So you should absolutely not feel guilty if you do hear that your baby's weight has dropped off a bit after giving birth. Hey mama, got an empty hospital bag? No birth plan? Or how about this? You want to make a birth plan, but don't know where to start? No problem. Today's episode is brought to you by Bunk to Bundle Blueprint, 
an online program designed to help you create a stress-free birth blueprint in six weeks or less. Listen, if you think you need help preparing for your baby's arrival, you absolutely do. Check out our wildly popular free masterclass titled The Three Mistakes First-Time Moms Make When Preparing for Birth and What to Do Instead. This masterclass is chucked full with all kinds of valuable information like my three-step framework for creating a stress-free birth plan, the number one way to having a positive birth experience, and the secret to transitioning into motherhood like a boss. If you're pregnant and want to learn more about our proven method to help you prepare for your first birth, click the link in the show notes. See you there. That's number one. Okay, moving on to number two, having a no visitor policy. Now on the surface, I know that this may sound somewhat abrasive or maybe even selfish. People who have been on this pregnancy journey with you are really excited. You've now had the baby and they really want to see you and the baby, of course. But there's some things that you really need to consider. And this is like the reality of it. So so the good thing is that everyone wants to see you and celebrate the birth of the new baby. But as the mom of this baby, there's a lot going on with you. And it's so important to really think about some of the other things that really will impact you very heavily, if not managed. And so some of those things is, especially if you're in the height of cold and flu season, we just are starting to come out of the pandemic and there's that whole component, but you have to be aware of germs and viruses. And anytime that there might be a slight uptick or uh, exposure to certain viruses, or if there's anything going around, it's important that you take that into consideration when you're allowing visitors. And the reason why is because no one probably would knowingly come and cause any problems for you or your baby, but that's just it. We can't really see most germs. And so you don't really know. And the best way is just to try to be cautionary whenever allowing someone to be introduced to yourself and your baby, because you are at a very vulnerable time with your immune system. The baby's immune system is new and has not built up a high level of resistance to germs and viruses. So you really want to protect their area as well, making sure people wash their hands and have not been recently infectious in any way. Those things are important to monitor and sometimes saying no or severely restricting the amount of visitors warrants that response. Also, you are recovering as well. You just gave birth to a brand new baby. Your body is really trying to work to get back to pre-pregnancy or non-baby state, if you will. And so you may be tired, especially because babies require 24 by 7 care. And it may really expend a lot of your energy to entertain guests or visitors. And so you might need to restrict based on that, as well as it may be determined that certain things need to be done to make sure that the delivery goes well and that everyone is safe and healthy. And so if there are any complications during that process, that adds to your level of recovery that you'll need to take time for. And if that requires that you have to restrict your visitors or or the people that you're allowing into your space for whatever reason. It could be as simple as just want a few days to bond with the baby before things start to get 
busy around you. You just want that quiet time to just be able to take in the preciousness of the moment. That's totally fine. And I just really encourage you to really stand in your power and understand that you should not feel guilty about that. This is really your time. It really is about you and the baby and the health of both of you. And so just give you that space to really exercise your ability to not feel guilt around having a no visitor or a restricted visitor policy. Okay. That's number nap instead of cleaning. Okay. Do list of things that need to be done, right? The laundry, cleaning up, just work, right? <laughs> if a business owner like myself, business clients, everything, right? There's always going to be something to do. But again, your baby is requiring so much of time that now is the time for you to simplify so you can really power up, right? You can really be present and to reserve your energy in other areas. So when that opportunity arises for you to be able to take a nap, absolutely take that opportunity. It is golden. Without it, you run the risk of just an overall tired effect on the face, right? You'll run the risk of having excessive weight gain or your immune system is low, so it will make you more vulnerable to viruses and colds and as well as being sleep deprived and overtired, right? Which comes from not really taking that rest and the extra naps if needed, which is what we're talking about, can really even open the door to postpartum depression for that to set in. There's already a lot going on with your hormones trying to balance out again to that pre-pregnancy state. And so um, you're already very vulnerable during that time to likely have the emotional up and downs, but it will tend to be even more so exacerbated when you are overtired and not well rested. So I want you to, again, not feel guilty about having to choose taking a nap instead of doing the cleaning or instead of doing that one other thing on your to-do list. It's so, so important to take this time of rest so you can be recharged and, and be present for yourself and your baby's needs. Okay. so. The final thing I want to talk to you today is allowing yourself time for self-care, that me time that you really need. I don't want you to feel guilty about that, right? This is something that I really just stress a lot with clients and you'll hear me say this a million times. And yet we tend to focus on the logistics of taking care of the baby rather than taking care of ourselves, us as moms. I always refer to the saying, you can't get water from an empty well. What that means simply put is that you cannot give what you don't have. You only have enough to give when you have it to give, right? So let's back up a minute. Why do we feel guilty when giving ourselves some much deserved me time? Why do we feel guilty about that? I've spoken with a lot of clients who respond by saying because their baby is completely dependent upon them during this stage of their life and they feel the guilt kick in when the selfishness of me time, we have to really get into the practice of being 
in a higher state of awareness so we can take care of ourselves and our baby. So there's this technique that I teach my new moms. And this is something that I've successfully and consciously practiced even for myself. And here's how I found it to be successful. So whenever I find myself having a negative thought or a negative feeling, like a mom guilt feeling, right? I immediately pivot my mind and shift to a thought that serves me as I strive to be my highest and best self. Now, some examples of maybe what a low value or negative thought may be is I can't take a walk right now. What if my baby wakes up and I'm not there? I can't go walking. He'll be up in 10 minutes. You know, what if he gets up and I'm not there? Versus if you talk to yourself and say, if I take a walk now, While he's napping, if I just hop on the treadmill for 10 minutes, I can clear my mind, I can move my body, and I can have energy and feel refreshed to enjoy my baby when he or she wakes. That is more of a high value way of thinking. So another example of negative self-talk could possibly be, I can't go back to work. I'm going to miss out on every precious moment, every single precious moment. I'm not going to be there for it. Well, if going back to work is really a reality for you based on your finances, your current situation, or simply because you enjoy what you do, you enjoy your career and you really are fulfilled by it, then instead of thinking about missing everything, high value pivot, right, is to say, I'm not going to feel guilty about it because going back to work allows me to provide for my baby in the best way possible. Or it may not be about the money. Like I said, maybe you just simply say, I don't feel guilty about going back to work because I actually enjoy what I do. It fulfills me and it allows me to appreciate mommy time even more. That is so purposeful. Now, what I want you to be aware of, if you don't take anything else away from this, please Remember that the more you practice this pivot, the MGP that we talked about, the more you practice this pivot, the easier it will become and you'll find yourself like second nature making certain decisions, switching from low value mom guilt thoughts to high value purposeful intentional living. That is where we have to shift our mindsets as new moms. And oftentimes I remember just struggling with that so much because the guilt was there and I didn't really have any tools or forethought to understand it's normal to feel this. And this is how I can shift that energy. This is how I can shift that thought to be more positive so I can move on and do it joyfully, right? So there you have it. Mom guilt is for sure a real thing, but that shouldn't be the place that you parent from. By using the MGP technique that we talked about, the mom guilt pivot, you can give mom guilt a good swift kick in the pants and turn your frown upside down. Now, with that being said, y'all, I'm a real person coaching real moms how to give real birth to their real babies. (laughs) So it means the world to me to be able to engage with you either in the comments or, you know, when you like 
the videos, you subscribe, you follow us on social, like that means the world to us. If you want to continue the conversation, send me a DM over on Instagram, or you can absolutely comment below. I reply to all of the comments and just let me know, have you ever experienced a form of guilt? And do you find that the MGP, yeah, the MGP technique, do you find that it may be helpful for you or something that you would be willing to try? I would love to hear from you about that. So don't forget to either send me a DM or a comment below and let me know what you think about the technique. You can follow me on all social platforms at birthprepacademy.com. Check the description link below because I have a free masterclass for you that will teach you the three mistakes caring for birth, as well as on how to pack your hospital bag in 60 minutes, y'all. So thank you so much for listening. And until next time, remember, there's no way to be a perfect mom, but there's a million ways to be a great mom. And until next time, happy birthing.